Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, the Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official health care provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. A 2-0 win for Atlanta United this afternoon over Inter-Miami. The visitors enduring a first-half red card would certainly change the tone of this match quite a bit, but Joseph Martinez and Luis Arujo both score and both assist on each other's goals. And Atlanta United has yet another match where they score multiple goals. This time, they'll they get the win. Rocco Rios Novo gets his first career MLS shutout and his first career MLS start. Uh, Backline played really well with Alan Franco and George Campbell. You know what my first takeaway, though, is, Jason? Uh, and this is probably way out of left field. Good decision to play Pachuca because I think you saw a difference, especially in the first half today. One of these teams looked like they were a little more in fitness Whereas the visitor, even before the red card, looked like they were a little slow to get their engine going. Yeah, look, I mean, you had three teams off the top of my head that played friendlies last weekend or early in the week. Houston went on the road for their league match, and they gave Orlando a tough time. And Orlando, uh, or Houston is historically a bad team on the road. Austin played Pachuca on Saturday night. Lost to Pachuca on Saturday night, but went to Montreal, a notoriously tough place to get a result, and they did in the league match. Atlanta looked sharper than Miami. Getting that friendly in the extended international breaks. Remember, typically, these are two weeks, not three weeks. You needed that game to get going. It was 45 minutes, but Atlanta was 45 more minutes sharp than Miami, and it showed in the match today. The man of this match, brought to you by Heineken, is Luis Arruju, who is now up to three goals and two assists in league play this season. It's been a really good week for not only Joseph Martinez, but Luis Arruju as well, and Arruju with a goal and an assist today. Yeah, it's a match where, I mean, he could have had more. He created two chances on the day. It was 33 of 38 in his passes 
he had some other opportunities. He wasted a few opportunities. And that was kind of the storyline today. Again, it's a team coming back. They only played 45 minutes against Pachuca, the starters. And look, it showed. They look like they had been on a long layoff. But Araujo was dangerous throughout. He worked hard. And I thought he was the best of the Atlanta United attackers and caused the most fear in Miami. But this is one of those matches where you could probably identify five or six different players for man of the match. And when you have that, that's a good thing. I would nominate Joseph. I thought Alan Franco, really good. George Campbell, really good. Rocco Rios Novo, I thought, was very, very good. I thought Emerson Hindman played very well today. And uh, the first time he's played a full 90 in what feels like forever. But well, I was really tempted to give it to Campbell. And yeah. if Aruja didn't have a goal and an assist under his belt, would have given it to Campbell, who also created two chances, Campbell. Yeah. And his run, beyond all the defensive plays he made, because he made a ton of them, his run that helped create the second goal, winning the header on the corner, and then becoming a center forward, outrunning everybody, and occupying defenders to open up space for Wiley and then for Joseph. Well, we hope to speak with George Campbell in a few moments down in the Atlanta United dressing room. But again, Luis Arruzio, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots were 18-12 to 12, Atlanta. Shots on target, 8-3 Atlanta. Possession 60-40 Atlanta. Key passes 14-9 Atlanta. Miami had only four key passes in the second half. Expected goals 2.13 to 0.91 Atlanta. Uh, the corners were 3-1 Miami. The duels, we were talking about duels in the first half. Remember Miami, third in the league in duels won this year, but Atlanta won 54% of the duels today. A first half red card to a midfielder is probably going to contribute to that, but I thought even before the red card, Atlanta's midfield uh, was was dominant against the Miami midfield. The uh, fouls were 16 to 12 Miami. Atlanta with five possessions, one in the final third to Miami's three. So that is the statistical recap brought to you by Heineken, an official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. Question is now, uh, you've had this Ibarra Heineken midfield now for two matches in a row. It's looked really, really good. Josette did play a little bit in the second half. Sosa coming back from illness is Gonzalo Pineda going to be in a position where he might be able to rotate the over these next three matches in the midfield where you're going to play Saturday, Thursday, Sunday? Yeah, look, you're just a little bit behind, I think, where you'd like to be at this stage because of the injuries. You've had to, to get creative with lineups. You've had to move pieces around. You'd like to be settling on your core lineup and first few guys off the bench. You're not able to do that yet, so you've still got work to do in terms of figuring that out. I think you'll see some rotation on this trip because of the compressed nature of it. And you get different characteristics with different players. I, I think the Ibarra-Heinemann combination has worked very well. It's a little different than Hosechu and Ibarra. I think Heinemann is just a little more north-south. I think he's a little more comfortable getting into the attacking half and, and contributing there, something that Hosechu's worked on. Maybe not quite as good at keeping possession in a deeper position, something where I think Hosechu really excels. It's all about who is available, who is in form, and who fits together the best. And I think you're lucky with Franco Ibarra in that he can play alongside 
really any of the options right now. If he's paired up with somebody like Sosa, he can go forward a little bit more, and he can go try to wreak havoc in the other half a bit more. If he's paired with Heinemann or Hosechu, he can sit a little bit deeper, and he's gotten good enough on the ball to where he can give you that. Franco Ibarra's development has been immense this season because when you go back to signing Osvaldo Alonso, having Santiago Sosa, you look at Franco Ibarra potentially as the odd man out in terms of getting minutes with those two are healthy. Now he's the main guy, and you see what he does defensively for this team. He gobbles up everything in the midfield. So you've got to have him right now. He's essential, and I think it's who pairs up with him best on the given day. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the full tie report in a moment. We'll have highlights from today's match. We hope to speak with George Campbell as well in the Atlanta United dressing room in the next segment. A 2-0 win for Atlanta United this afternoon on Father's Day over Inter-Miami here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back with more full-time report. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're back after Atlanta United's 2-0 win over Inter-Miami this afternoon. Rob Valentino, who coached Atlanta United today, is down in the media room speaking to reporters. And, you know, for, for the, we, we've known Rocco, and, and the kid and his personality and what he is, he brings a lot to the group. And, you know, he, he doesn't show any, any bit of his age. Um, and I, I'm very happy for him that he gets the performance that he got and then he gets the clean sheet. And speaking of his age, you know, he's just one of several guys back there. Caleb Wiley, George Campbell, even Franco Ibarra are 21 years of age or less. How impressive is it for you to see those guys go in, step into that kind of a game and just, you know, play the way that they did? It's great. I mean, I, I think sometimes we, we sit there and we think about what you were doing at that age. Like, I, I, I think about it like that. Like, they're miles ahead of where I was maturity-wise and, you know, in their own careers in general. So sometimes you know, I think, you know, myself and, and I won't speak for everybody else, but it's just like you have to sit back and go, well, hold on, these kids are, are young and they're, they're in a pro environment and now they have to perform. But, you know, they're mature in their own ways. And, and I think it's really good to see that, that, that we have youth that is actually putting together performances and can play at this level and they're showing that. 
and when they get their opportunities, they, they take them and do well with them. So I'm, I'm pleased for all those guys and, and the whole team. Rob, what was it like to have a match where Atlanta United, yes, you were up a man, but it was a match where Atlanta United was in control? What was it like to be in a match like this from beginning to end where the pressure was there for Atlanta United, which created opportunities and created goals, but it seemed like Atlanta United was in control the entire time? Um, I don't know. I, I think for me, I never felt all the way in control. You know, I think sometimes that maybe that's our way that we like to have that little bit of chaos and we open things up and we get in on people in transition. But yeah, I felt like there was some moments where we could control the, the game, and I don't know. I think that it's it's a good feeling that the players feel comfortable, especially in possession, that they feel that they can dictate the tempo in that way. And I mean, there's 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 a lot of ways that we still need to go in, in that process, but. I think for me, it's important that we, we put together a pretty, pretty good performance and something to build on, whether it's 10 men and 11 men. Like, you have to go out and you have to win the game, and, and especially here. We, we stress about, you know, making sure that we pay the fans back. They pay their hard-earned money to come and watch us, and uh, we want to make sure that we always, well, every time we step in here, we, we put a performance together and put victories together for them. Carolina Rodriguez for La Mejor Atlanta. Well, I don't know if anybody of you is a father, so happy Father's Day, first of all. And is there any concern with Luis Araujo? I saw that he had two kinetic tape, if that's what it's called, and I was just a little bit concerned about that. Nope, and he's all good. Okay. Just talk a little bit about the connection between Araujo and Joseph uh, that seems to be developing. We just listed on each other's goals. Yeah. They were looking for each other's space. Yeah, it seems like, you know, it takes time sometimes. Like, we think we have a little bit of a stop start to, to Joseph's season. You know, he's had the, the things he went through with his knee, and now he's coming back into a rhythm. And, and I think you, you see that. Well, obviously, Louise was out for a little bit with his injury. And, mm -hmm. you know, as we get to training and you get more time together, and I think that, that kind of stuff matters when you get a lot of time on the field together and you really work together. How, how does your connection improve? And sometimes it's about uh, drills together. Sometimes it's just about being on the same teams together, you know. And I think that you know they, you can see it starting to form. And I, and that goes for a lot of the group. That no matter who steps in, that they they feel comfortable with each other, and they can kind of, without being a, a robot, they can connect and they can kind of know, oh, this guy's around the corner, and I can combine with them. And I think you're starting to see little bits like that. All right, those are Rob Valentino's post-match remarks after his team's 2-0 win over Inter-Miami. I'll just say this, and I think Gonzalo Pineda would say this too. Atlanta United is very, very fortunate to have a man like Rob Valentino who can step into a situation like this and manage the team. Yeah, I mean, he has the same feel for the game as Gonzalo Pineda. Those two, you know, had not worked together until Gonzalo arrived here in Atlanta, and it, it – feels like they've worked together for years. So Rob, as somebody who's been here, you know, from the beginning, he knows these young guys who have come through the program. He knew them as young kids before they were pros, so he can help those guys. And he knows exactly the kind of football that Gonzalo Pineda wants. So he's just the perfect, perfect fit in these situations. All right, Atlanta United 2-0 winners over Inter-Miami this afternoon. We will have the highlights coming up next on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That should be it. That is it. Full time. This is the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Really solid performance today by Atlanta United. A 2-0 win over 10-man Inter-Miami. And Atlanta United gets their fifth MLS win of 2022. Joined now live outside the Atlanta United dressing room by George Campbell, who was one of our Man of the Match nominees today. In fact, George, quite frankly, I've been watching you play a lot with the first team. Jason has been watching you longer than that. To me... I thought this was as well as you've ever played. So congratulations on a great performance today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I thought it was a really good team performance. But it was a really good individual performance by you, too. I, I'm wondering if you could start with um, the the interplay with you and Alan Franco and Rocco. Obviously, your first time playing with Rocco in a league game. Uh, you've, you've worked a little bit more extensively with Alan Franco. But how did the communication go for you today, and, and how did it look so seamless to us 80 feet above the pitch um i mean i think we you know starting with rocco and, and me Alan, and franco and across the whole back line i think we all you know talk on and off the field it makes it easy um when we get on the field so i don't think there's you know there's much of a problem um in terms of like the language barrier you know we both know the the basics and and what we need to say in english and spanish so yeah, I think that's why, you know, it may look so seamless. I mean, we've been working for weeks now. Um, you know, me, him, me, Alan, Alex, um, we've been working for weeks. So, you know, I think it just comes natural when, when you when you work together so long. So many big plays from you defensively, George. I'm not surprised by those anymore. <laughs> you did surprise me in one sequence when the corner kick that leads to the second goal where you win the corner at the near post with your head and then take off and become a center forward the other way. How gassed were you at the end of that? I wasn't too gassed, actually. I mean, I, I, I feel physically good right now, um, you know, the last last few days. So, you know, I, I decided if I, if I have the energy and, and there's nobody else running for it, I'm going to take the chance. Yeah, you you maybe it's the hair color the same as Joseph, but you turned into a center forward <laughs> a few times today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, every now and then in training, I want to practice center forward, you know what I mean? <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, set piece defending was really good today too, George, and I know that's been a little bit of a rocky road for the team this year, and uh, I, I still think the, the goal conceded to Pachuca on the set piece on Tuesday was more of a tip-your-cap moment to Pachuca, but what does it mean to really throw up just a, a complete brick wall today on Miami's three-corner kicks? 
I mean, I think it's a working progress, and you know, sometimes you know you can't do much about it just because it's a perfect ball. But you can always do more, and you can always get a body into people. Um, I think you know they didn't have amazing uh, deliveries. We still need to work on it even more. But I think we were solid. We were talking. You know, we were being strong and verbal. So I think that really helped. So three tough games coming up on the road, all kinds of different challenges. What's the number one thing in your mind that you guys have to do well to get points out there? Well, I think we have to, you know, everybody that plays needs to, you know, play together. We need to win together. Uh, we need to communicate. You know, everybody has to be ready from the bench. Uh, everybody that's starting needs to be ready. So I think it's going to be a team effort. Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you up in Toronto and then ahead to New York. It's going to be a very busy week starting next Saturday. But uh, you got the much-needed three points here at home today. And, George, like I said, that's about as well as I've ever seen you play. Great match today. Great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. George Campbell joining us here on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9. The game 2-0. Atlanta United win over Inter-Miami. Um, George keeps doing that. We're going to be having a different discussion about George Campbell come 2026, don't you think? Mm, I've been trying to, to start that conversation for a little while. I think he's got that potential. Um, the, the development of, of George Campbell and the hard work that he puts in. On the ball, one incomplete pass today. Mm. Only one all day long. He created two chances. He can cover so much ground, and he does it. It, it apparent. It looks effortless. He's just so comfortable out there and you've got to go back to how this club has focused from the beginning you know look you've got injuries right now young guys are, are getting minutes that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise if everybody was healthy but you prepare them to do that and it starts in the academy and then it moves into atlanta united too and then it moves into the first team and you have to have your young players be ready and when they're ready in this club they're gonna play it doesn't matter. We saw it with George Bello in CONCACAF Champions League getting a start. We've seen it with George Campbell as he's earned time. He keeps getting more time. Caleb Wiley, same thing. Gonzalo Pineda's talked about it all year long. I don't care how old he is. If he's playing well, he's going to play. And that's what this club is built on. It's not just because they have to play right now. These guys are playing at a level to where it creates an interesting conversation about what happens next when everybody is healthy? We'll get to that point when we get there. But right now, these young guys are carrying this team and they're bringing an energy that's working very well. Sure are. Let's get to the highlights now. And really the match boils down to the uh, two goals in this 2-0 Atlanta United win. And just like the Pachuca match on Tuesday night, it's Atlanta United getting on the board very, very early. It comes in the fourth minute. And we've seen this happen a couple times excuse me, a couple times this year on first-half goals. Atlanta United with the Peachtree Press creating a turnover that spins into a goal, and in this case, it's from Luis Arujo in the fourth minute. Atlanta United again stepping up to press. This is on the edge of Miami's defense at third. It is bounced into Taylor. Taylor gives it away to Joseph Martinez at the top of the 18. Square to Arujo. Shot! second straight competition Atlanta United scores early Joseph Martinez feeds it to Luis Arujo 1-0 and what I omitted from that call by the way Jason was the start of that sequence that Taylor turnover came off a dispossession created by Ronaldo Cisneros yeah it's it's organized pressure and it's consistent and it was the first thing this team worked on in 2022 
and it's continually been worked on. And, and that is this coaching staff. That is a goal that the coaching staff will have a little extra celebration for because that's one that they've put the work in, and the players execute it. But that was what they focused on day one. With this attacking talent, you know they're going to figure out how to get goals. They're going to figure out how to create goals. You let them figure that out in the final third. That's chemistry that comes together. The work like that, where it is a throw-in for Miami, it's a nothing situation. It's not supposed to turn into an Atlanta goal immediately. It does because of the way this team is committed to winning the ball back. And the best possession teams are the ones who are committed to getting the ball back so they can have the ball. So Atlanta United with the 1-0 lead in the fourth minute. In the 30th minute, Jean Mote is sent off for a second yellow, a tactical foul in transition on uh, Marcelino Moreno. And I, I just want to address one thing that's kind of floating out there on Twitter, um, that maybe it was a soft yellow. Uh, it is as clear as day a tactical foul in transition and for the suggestion that maybe the referee should have just given Jean Mota a talking to, I would submit that the whole point of a yellow card is to caution a player that there's no more chance. <laughs> that once you commit a second bad foul, you're going to be sent off. I, I, I thought that's as clear as day a red card. We have had this conversation many, many times that this league in general has allowed too many cynical fouls like that to go unpunished. It maybe is a little shocking that it was, but he gets a yellow, and in his own attacking half, there's no reason to do what he does. He just stops a break. He just flat out stops a break. It's not he tries to play. If he had tried to play the ball and he caught him, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He just doesn't want to chase him. That's a yellow. That, that's, a, that's a yellow. And you, we can't talk out of both sides here where, you know, oh, well, if it's a foul anywhere on the field, then it's a foul. It, it should always be called. If it's a yellow at any time, it doesn't matter if he's already on a yellow. It's a yellow. That's exactly right. Uh, so, anyhow, a first-half red card is obviously going to have a major effect on the match. However, I would suggest that Inter-Miami – responded to the red pretty well, and Phil Neville did not have to make a substitution before halftime as a result. In fact, Inter-Miami started the second half with the same group as which they ended the first half, and they almost found an equalizer early in the second half, but Atlanta United, after fumbling a couple chances themselves late in the first half, are able to put it away in the 61st minute. Here is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. Vasilev will send this out of the near corner. Duke, the short corner option. They attack the goal to our right. Vasilev up to it, strikes it. Front post again, headed away by Campbell. Out to Moreno. Moreno's going to take a touch. He's bumped but stays on the ball off a bump by McVeigh. And he comes up to the halfway line now and continues. Bumped again, stays on it again. Wiley overlapping. Wiley's got it now. Wiley into the box right side. Wiley all the way in. Shot! Saved by Callender. Rebound to Aruzu. Spare to Joseph. Score! Happy Father's Day! Joseph Martinez makes it 2-0 to Atlanta United. For over 20 years, Scanna Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. A couple homegrown kids 
big roles in the buildup to that goal. Yeah, Moreno as well. He doesn't get any credit on the stat sheet for it, but he carried it a long way under a lot of pressure. Campbell wins the set piece at the corner of his own six-yard box. It got over Joseph's head. Campbell goes up and wins the header and then takes off. And, and you know, we talk about Moreno on the ball, riding off the challenges. He was great on the dribble today, just causing Miami fits. But Campbell's run opens up space for Wiley. And that's what you have to do in those transition moments. And I love what, what George said when we asked him about it. You know, that opportunity comes. He's got the energy in his legs. It's a transition. It's an open play. Yeah, if he can get there first, get there first and outrun everybody. And he did. It's Wiley and Campbell just outrunning everybody. And that breaks the Miami defending down. Araujo gets on the rebound. He's got time to get his head up and pick out a pass. Not much danger for Atlanta United after that second goal, and they hold on for the 2-0 win over 10-man Inter-Miami. For every Atlanta United clean sheet this season, Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta with this afternoon's clean sheet. Atlanta United donates another $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta, making this year's donation total currently $6,000. We will take your questions and comments on Twitter after this. Send them to us at MikeConti929. And at Longshoe, wants to discuss as Atlanta United defeats Inter-Miami this afternoon, 2-0 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. My freshman year of college. Oh, there were some hazy nights to this song. Memories. Were you out of college by by the time this one dropped? This I was feels DJing like in Athens. In the summer dropped. of 99 yeah. to me, right? Uh, back of the full-time report on Sports Radio Ooh, 99. JT Money. Yeah. Uh, it, it, if you have forgotten, uh, anytime Atlanta United wins, we play music from the city or state or region or in some cases nation that Atlanta United conquers. And today it's... Uh, music from South Florida as Atlanta United defeats Inter-Miami 2-0. Um, I, I, we were talking during the break, and I'll just ask you out loud here on the show. So I, I'm, I'm tempted to tweet this. Never, never tweet is rule number one. But well, well, no, no, if no, no, you I, decide to break rule number one, well, well, I need your, I need your opinion. Okay. I need your opinion. This is in the draft. Oh, boy. A glass half full. But technically true statement. Okay. Atlanta United has only one regulation loss in their last seven competitions. Mm -hmm. Tweet it. It's factual. But it should should it be tweeted because you know how people get. I mean, <laughs> tweeting facts and people getting bent out of shape about it's kind of on them, isn't it? Let's tweet it and see what happens. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I mean, look. I, I admit. I admit that is a glass half full look at things but over those seven competitions there are three wins yeah you know uh, there's a lot of teams that are, are would love to be three one and three in their last seven competitions now again there's gonna be a little bit of oh are you really counting tuesday yeah i do count tuesday i do count tuesday i was here felt like a competitive game so i think the bottom line is this atlanta united's playing a little bit better than i think their record has indicated and all I, season it, yes, the performances, for the most part, have not 
um, been reflected in their overall record. I think they've been very, very unlucky in some, really in the month of April. I mean, think about the match in Charlotte where they had a good performance, the match in Miami where they had a good performance, uh, matches where they didn't even get draws. They ended up losing. There have also been instances where Atlanta United has not had super great performances and they've gotten results, so it, it does go both ways. I think in general, and the numbers bear it out, Atlanta United has out played in terms of performance their record and look it happens sometimes and, and it goes the other way too where you don't perform well at times and and look this is not about a style this is about doing what you intend to do in the match Atlanta United intends to get numbers forward and score goals they've created opportunities to score goals they haven't always scored them April goes back to really a prime time where that was the case but you can go back through, like, four-game stretches, and, and I like to look at what a team has done consistently. And Atlanta United's among the league leaders consistently in shot-creating actions, in shots, in shots on target, in XG. They're, they're there in all of that. Now, if you can do what you did today, which is not give up a number of big opportunities, get confident play from your goalkeeper, deal with set pieces – you're going to win more often than not in those situations. And Atlanta United is doing most of it, but not consistently all of it. They have the ability to do it. That's And that's the biggest thing for me when you look at the rest of the season is when you're at this stage, do you look at a team and say they're outperforming their quality or are they underperforming their quality? I think Atlanta United – in terms of the record, is underperforming the quality of the players they have. Even with the injuries. Mm -hmm. This is even with the injuries. They can win more games than they have. Okay, I feel good about it because when you then look at the performances, they've played well. So you expect things to even out. Look, they're going to get some wins when they don't play better than the opposition. You're going to get some wins like that. Some teams get more of those. Atlanta United hasn't really been all that fortunate in that this season. Got to turn that around in the, the second half of the year and just keep going. Yeah, but I mean, the good point is they're only one point below the playoff line right now. So, and still more than half of the season to play. A long, long way to go. Very early. Questions and comments on Twitter. This one from Team Dago. He says, uh, Marcelino Moreno was his player of the match. Alan Franco did it's great. It's a she. I, sorry, I know Team Doggo. Sorry, sorry, Team Doggo. My apologies. I, I know Team Doggo. She says that Marcelina Moreno is her player of the match. Alan Franco did great. Rocco Rios Novo looking good as well. Yeah, there's really no one, in my opinion, who played poorly. So, I mean, you can go through a number of different players. Marcelino, and there's some elements of his game that, that have to be highlighted. Um, he's not making simple passes consistently, and he passed at 82%. He was 41 of 50. He created three chances today. He created one big chance today. Five of 11 on the dribble. Some people will look at that and say, oh, well, he, he lost six dribbling duels. That's bad. No. You win five, you are changing the game. And how did he change the game? He got John Motasen off. Flat out. Yep. Flat out. Yep. It's that simple. When you can beat somebody consistently and the other team fears you, they're going to start fouling you. If a referee does their job and they actually throw yellow cards, and I know it's shocking when they do, when they do, that has an effect. Keep going at people, Marcelino. Keep dribbling at them. You win five dribbling duels. You go 13 of 25 in your duels today. I'll take that. John Roper uh, 
notes that he felt the team looked very comfortable playing back to Rios Novo today. Yeah, you don't even have to think about it. And that's the, the difference. I think with Brad Gazan, he earned their respect in being able to play out of tough spots, but he's not going to dribble out of it. You know with Rocco, he's just another field player. You don't have to think about it. Um, with Bobby Shuttleworth, I think he ended up being fine in possession. That was my biggest fear, but they played him a good number of balls. He was generally fine. That last game where they gave up the early set-piece goal, he looked shaky in possession a couple of times. But he only had a couple of giveaways that game, too, so it's not even a big difference. With Rocco, you can do different things. Don't get hung up purely on passing numbers because Rocco will try some passes – that Brad might not have, that Shuttleworth might not have, because he has that confidence in his ability with the ball at his feet. He had one that he tried to drive through the middle of the pitch like a center back or central midfielder would. It didn't come off, but it didn't hurt him either. A uh, couple observations on George Campbell today. I think we're all in agreement of, about the quality of his play. Kevin from Charlotte said it looked like he didn't even break a sweat. Steve Tanner says he was a dog in defending and his passes were sharp. One incomplete pass all day long and he got forward when he needed to he was great defensively i mean he played a lot like miles robinson does in terms of just cleaning things up uh somebody would get in behind he, he wasn't stressed he, he just looked comfortable at all times and he's played a lot this season that's a big reason why he looks comfortable but his development I, I said it on, I can't remember if it was on one of our soccer down here shows on Thursday during the World Cup announcement um, or after, but you look at the center back grouping for Atlanta United and U.S. men's national team eligible center backs. Sorry, Alan Franco, and unless we want to take care of that, we can work on that. Um, Miles Robinson, he'll be 29, 28, 29 when the World Cup happens in 2026. You expect him to be back. You expect him to be part of that national team. George Campbell will be 24-25. He could be part of that national team. He plays like he does today. He keeps building on these performances. He could absolutely be part of that national team. Noah Cobb, 20-21 slash during that World Cup. Hmm. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that if the University of Georgia is running back you and if hmm. Penn State is linebacker you, Atlanta United's academy program would be center back you. Possibly, but there's also the left backs. George Bellows in the yeah. Bundesliga. He was here today. It was cool to see uh, George Bellows well, hanging out at and, the Benz today. Caleb Wiley was getting a and lot of plaudits online today, too. Our, our old friend Janice uh, was among those shouting out Caleb Wiley's Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about Wiley at 17. He didn't look like he was 17. No. It's it's impressive, and, and that is down to the quality that's coming through. And, and I think the other element, we talk about the Atlanta United Academy and what it does for Atlanta United, too, all the time. The other element that we've seen over this five, six years of Atlanta United, and we'll go six, seven when you talk about the academy, is the development of coaching all over the state, really, but especially all over the metro area, and the quality of scouting, too, because players are coming from some different places as well, some places that – Maybe players wouldn't have been noticed before. When you have the, the resources Atlanta United does, you can find those players. That helps. But the quality of coaching at all the other clubs as well. Because Atlanta United is not working with five-year-olds and six-year-olds. They're getting kids at 10, 11, 12, sometimes later, that bloom a little bit later, that come in later. And the quality of coaching across the region 
has improved so much. And just having a team that you can sit down with a, a player in your team if they play left back and you're like, hey, look at Caleb Wiley. He's 17. Look at what he did here. Look at what he did here. You can do that. You can be the next Caleb Wiley. It changes the paradigm for soccer in this area. We have one more for Matt Wagner, but first let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. The Atlanta United play here. WZGC Atlanta at WZGC HD1. An Odyssey station. And a good question for Matt. He says, the effort all the way around today was incredible. Three matches on the road next. Not to underplay any of them, but which of those three do we see as the toughest? I think we'd both be in agreement New York City at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and it's the last one. So, I mean, it's just going to be difficult to play them. Uh, after playing the Red Bulls, which always takes a lot out of you. We talked about it last year on Decision Day. You know, playing the Red Bulls in the midweek before going to Cincinnati, you saw a team that was a little drained. You're going to see a team that's a, a little drained going into Yankee Stadium on the Sunday at the end of those three games. And they're one of the best teams in the league. And they're the defending champions. They do have a different manager in, in place. Ronnie Dyla did leave to go to Standard Liège. Uh, Tati Castellanos will still be there. He might be there the whole rest of the year. They haven't been able to get a, a deal done that they're happy with the number on just yet. Uh, but they're a tough team, and, and they're going to try to take advantage of what the Red Bulls do to teams when they play next. It's just going to be a fight in that game against the Red Bulls. Um, you know what you're in for. They're going to press you all over the field. You're going to have to be sharp. It's going to be intense. Then when you get to Yankee Stadium, you're going to have to manage things a little bit. And that's something that can be tough at, at times in the way that Atlanta United wants to play. Like Rob Valentino mentioned, sometimes they invite the chaos a little bit because they can get into those transition moments. It's hard to do when you're tired. And coming into that game, you're going to be tired. Maybe they have to be a little more secure and try to find a different way to get a point out of Yankee Stadium. Well, first up in the road trip is a match at Toronto on Saturday night. TFC has won just one of their last eight league matches, and it was against Chicago at home, a narrow win. So Toronto struggling. Atlanta United, like I said, only one regulation loss in their last seven. Will it be two ships passing in the night? I do think there are points available on this upcoming road trip, and we'll get into that in our final segment of the full-time report after this as Atlanta United defeats Inter-Miami this afternoon 2-0 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Girl, my body don't slide Out of my mind Let it rain over me Miss Worldwide I'm rising so gets a win over Inter-Miami, you know, the first time in nine meetings between these two teams that the match was decided by more than one goal. 2-0, Atlanta United wins solid performance over a 10-man Inter-Miami side today. Hey, no one got hurt. Atlanta United's played two matches this week, and to our knowledge, no one got hurt. So, uh, baby steps, right? You're getting closer now to the opening of the international transfer window. You're three matches away. There are reports about some incomings. Uh, although, honestly, you know, I'm not all that worried about goalkeeper and center back after what I saw today, but this was only one performance. You're going up to Toronto. You figured out how to win there in a very chippy match uh, last October, I think. I can't remember, September, October. But you won up there in a very, very 
chippy match where there was a mass confrontation, players sent off, fines, you know, skirmish in the tunnel, all of that. Now you go back there for your first of two meetings against TFC this year. And, look, they're struggling right now under Bob Bradley. As I said, only one win in their last eight league matches, and that was a 3-2 home win against Chicago. They did not look good yesterday in a 2-0 loss to Red Bulls. They're not a good defensive team. That's the biggest thing about this Toronto team. And Bob Bradley has control over the, the roster development, and I've questioned it. Since he took over and started making moves, the defense, the you know, the fullbacks, the center backs, they brought in Carlos Salcedo, who hasn't been very good this season. Uh, they're they're playing a lot of different guys at fullback. There hasn't been a whole lot of consistency there. They'll be better when they get Lorenzo Insigne. I mean, he's an electric player that will open games up, but they still have to defend, and they just frankly are not a good defensive team. Atlanta United has to punish them for being weak defensively. They have to go for goals early. And if that means you, you might concede the other way, you take that chance against Toronto and, and you go with firepower up front against a bad defensive team. So we'll be on the air 7 o'clock Saturday night for the Five Stripes Countdown from BMO Field in Toronto, a World Cup venue. 7.30 will be the kickoff. We'll do a full one-hour full-time report after the match because we have to stay overnight in Toronto. Darn. Thanks to customs. No big deal for us, though. And then uh, the following week, matches at Red Bulls on Thursday and at Yankee Stadium on the 3rd of July. So three straight road matches for Atlanta United before they come back here to Mercedes-Benz Stadium on uh, July the 9th. That'll do it for us this afternoon. Uh, at the top of the hour at 7 o'clock, Grant McCauley uh, will be on with you uh, for From the Diamond. He'll be joined by Corey McCartney, so stay tuned for that. That is coming up at the top of the hour. In the meantime, we're going to have some radio replay content for you, and uh, we will see you on Saturday night for our next Atlanta United broadcast. For our producer, Dylan Matthews, for our engineer, Miller Pope, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. 2-0 again, Atlanta United over Inter-Miami this afternoon. We'll see you Saturday night. From Toronto here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This has been a presentation of Odyssey, powered by the Beat the Streak podcast with new tips daily to help you win a $5.6 million prize. Listen on the Odyssey app and wherever you find your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t